Welcome to the Six Degree Podcast, the podcast where we grill our guests about the things that make them tick and find out how human connection plays a role in their life. I'm your host, Emily Merrill. Hello, and welcome back to the Six Degree with Emily Merrill, the podcast where we grill our guests about the things that make them tick and find out how human connection plays a role in their life. I'm your host, Emily, and today I am so personally excited for our speaker and our guest, Jade Rivera. Jade is an intuitive tarot card reader. Jade, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's wonderful to be here. Oh, you have such calming energy just from the get-go. <laughs> I feel like I'm like a hyped-up chihuahua and you are <laughs> you are like, like a spa treatment <laughs> or like a sedative. So thank you for, for bringing me down um, to calm. But so it's interesting. The theme of today's show is intuition. And I thought like, what am what a perfect fit to be talking to a tarot expert like yourself and to be talking about tarot cards. So a very, very intuitive uh, or a match made in some sort of heaven, some sort of. <laughs> some great place. Match some, made in some great place. Some great place. So Jade, you describe yourself as the embodiment of tarot and the rhythmic philosophy of life through a skeptic's lens. So how did a skeptic break into mm-hmm. the world of tarot card reading and yeah. get into this. It's a very misunderstood term. You know, a skeptic doesn't just not believe anything, you know, a, rather a skeptic is open. A skeptic believes that everything could be true and nothing could be true. And so they feel comfortable living in that ambiguous space and navigating life from that space. So there are nobody's fool right right but then they also aren't certain that they have all the answers and so it's really a a true learner's space a skeptic's place is a a true learner's space and that 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 place where we learn has always been very fascinating to me so it's really just an openness were you always a skeptic your whole life or was that Mm -hmm. something that evolved to adulthood I I think so I've always seen sort of a full spectrum you know, uh, uh, the full spectrum of any given scenario. And so, um, you know, that's just my natural disposition. And so I'm always been questioning, why is it like that? Why is it like that? Why is it like that? And um, I think that that's part of what sets me aside from, sets me apart rather from other tarot readers. I could imagine you in uh, fifth grade, I'm sure your teacher's probably were like stop asking me why yes <laughs> I don't know. yeah there's a lot of that a lot of that <laughs> I don't know why Pangea was Pangea <laughs> besides that I told you um, yeah that that reminds me of me I was that kid who uh, Alanis Morissette was popular when I was growing up and I really couldn't understand ironic especially mm. the examples in that song ironic which turned out not to be ironic <laughs> And so I would go in. I was hoping you were going to get yes. there. <laughs> but I would ask my parents daily because I was like, why is a black fly in a Chardonnay? And I was like, what is Chardonnay? And I would go into third grade and I would, I would bombard my teachers or fourth grade asking them like, what is this? And I just couldn't wrap my brain around it. So I do feel like there needs to be a redo for for people who just want to know what irony really is (laughs) 
it's just irony is subtle it's a, it's a subtle point it's um and it's difficult to uh, explain but you know it when you see it exactly <laughs> and I don't think of a black fly in your chardonnay it's definitely ironic. not no Mm-mm. yeah <laughs> And I remember my mom saying, and it's fancy wine. And then like having Chardonnay as an adult, not in a fancy capacity, (laughs) realizing (laughs) there's nothing ironic about this. Yeah, no. (laughs) Anyways, so as a skeptic, how did you get introduced to tarot cards? Were were you raised in a family of individuals who were um, intuitive or was it something that you gravitated to on your own? Um, well, my grandparents um, are Puerto Rican and they live in Puerto Rico and they um, are both lifelong mystics. So have always spent a lot of time with esoteric texts, different modalities. I Ching was really in astrology is really important to my grandfather um, and different forms of meditation and even astral projection are very important to my grandmother. And um you know, I grew up with them intermittently, but it, all that had a big, big effect on me. It spoke to a deep place in me right away. And um, then alongside of that, I've always loved playing cards. I've, I've always loved cards. Um, and I wanted to learn magic tricks. I think every kid goes through a, a phase where they want to learn card tricks and magic tricks. And they think maybe I'll be a magician. <laughs> like yeah. take the show on the road <laughs> make rabbits um, <laughs> disappear it sounds yeah. like a dream <laughs> and so I was at the library during library day in elementary school <laughs> and I checked out a book on on playing on uh, card tricks and in the back they had a section on telling fortunes with playing cards which is something you can do which is something which is particularly um latin way of of, di- of divining and so, um, and so I got into it. I just, I just liked it a lot and started studying and playing. And, you know, back then it was really about like trying to read people's minds and like tell the fortune and predict the future. And that's not what I'm about now at all, but that's how I got my start. And, you know, over time that evolved into tarot and now over 30 years later, it's still something I practice. Wow. So I always think of like little entrepreneurs on the playground and here you are with like your little, your little table hawking fortunes. Yeah. Like Brian, I bet you're going to get a, I I predict a B plus on your test. Yeah, totally. It was mainly my siblings that I tortured with it. I love that. And I, I love that you, you said it as a way that like card tricks, like it was something that was a trick initially, but now I don't think you, it sounds like you don't see tarot no, as, as a trick or like a form of manipulation. But no. that is a great reminder, though, when you think of a tarot card reader, you think of like a crystal ball and you think of someone kind of taking being taken advantage of. I don't know if that that's an image that that's conjured when you it's, think it's a big there. problem. Yeah, it's yeah. a big problem. And it, it's unfortunate. It's a big problem. It, when I see it, I call it out. Um, and as such, I don't actually have a large community of readers in my life um, because finding a reader who works in integrity with reality <laughs> is, uh, is, is a difficult find. And I'm proud to be one. That's, that's crazy. I mean, it, it is interesting to think how many don't work with integrity. Um, mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to learn how to read tar- tarot decks 
a tarot deck, I think it was in 2016. And it was so cool just understanding the meaning behind the cards a little bit. So can you describe to people who are brand spanking new to tarot, like how a tarot reading works and operates? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, a, a person typically has a question or is seeking clarity around, you know, something that they can't find clarity around in any other way. Um, maybe it's something that just feels slightly beyond them or it's mysterious and they just want some clues about, you know, the best way to approach in a given situation or scenario. And so you reach out to someone, me, maybe, <laughs> and, you know, I will, I will set up a time and I'll just talk to you. I have a very conversational way of reading. So, um, you know, I just talk to people and start pulling cards and letting them know what I see. And then they ping off of that. And then I pull some more and then they ping off of that. And it's really just a big exploratory conversation around whatever's up for that person and offering sort of guidance or advice um, based off of the story that the cards tell so that they can then go make wise decisions and use wise discernment in their dealings, you know. So it's essentially kind of like a roadmap to make hopefully the right choices or to navigate yeah. things. Or just to make choices that are in alignment with your values. You know, it's, it's like we all, when we operate from our values, even if something doesn't work out, then we still know that we did a good job, right? So I feel like tarot really helps with that. And how often do you think individuals should approach going to a, a, a tarot reading? That's a really great question. And it's so individual. It's, it's just from person to person. And, um, you know, some people, you know, and, and, and you could really create a correlation with like an astrological nail chart as to, you know, as to how, how much a person should, should read or should not read. Um, I think that getting one quarterly, um, beginning of the year, beginning of the season, beginning of the year for your birthday, you know, those are all times, a full moon, a new moon, those are all great times to get a tarot reading. And it just has to do with, you know, what's up for you at that time. But I do think it's a nice way to sort of punctuate. Um, so when we come back to that rhythmic philosophy of life, that's what I'm speaking to. I'm speaking to lunation phases and seasons and years that's as they sort of move, as you sort of move through all those aspects of reality, kind of taking a moment and like taking the temperature, seeing where you're at, where am I at, where am I at? I like that. And I like thinking of it, or I like the idea of thinking of it kind of like a check-in, like you go to the doctor or you go to the dentist uh, twice mm -hmm. a year for a teeth cleaning. That's exactly right. That's a really good way of putting it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And I mean, it's the same. I feel like self, it's a form of self-care or like personal development, like, like a therapist and, and whatnot. Before I ask you my next question, I want to tell you a personal story. Two years ago, on the morning of May 4th, my apartment had a terrible fire. It was actually after one of the best nights I've had of my entire life, too. I had gone to a Whispering Angel party, which is so unrelated to the fire, but it was just a blast. I had a great time. My husband had had a great week as well. And come home, fall asleep on the couch, and we both wake up to a neighbor knocking on our door, telling us that there's a fire outside of our apartment. It started off as a little fire, quickly escalated, you know, San Francisco, it's windy, everything is yes. super dry. And 
I walked out wearing a party dress or ran out wearing a party dress barefoot, um, let my favorite leather jacket that I got asked about more than anything, if that survived the fire, which was hilarious, um, (laughs) but didn't bring my phone, didn't bring my money, like didn't bring anything because I just assumed it was going to be taken care of really quickly. Sure. Sure. So long story long, that same day, um, that's still amazing day. I had gone to my beautiful co-working space. I don't know if you, when you came to San Francisco, if you ever went to the assembly, but it was a magical, marvelous place that was, had acupuncture and workout classes. And sometimes they had tarot card readers. And that Friday I got a drink at a happy hour and booked a 15 minute session with the tarot card reader. And she pulled out five cards, the hermit, the tower, which is this terrifying image of a woman falling from a burning tower, the lovers, the three of cups and the 10 of cups. So while I'm telling you this, the reason I'm telling you this is, you know, as I stood outside my apartment, what I had told her when she pulled all of the cards were things that I could kind of like assume were going on in my life, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, someone is sick that that's probably this, or mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't have like real concrete things, mm-hmm. but all of those cards very much unfolded in timely fashions, um, throughout the rest of the year. So wow. <laughs> long story long, my question to you is as a tarot card reader, how much do you know? Mm-hmm. And as a consumer, what sort of questions should we be asking and advocating for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. How much do I know? So when you receive a reading from a person that's been reading as long as the, as long as I have been reading, um, that person brings all their life experience to the table, right? So I've been an academic. I've been a school builder. I've been a scientist. I've been an author, an entrepreneur, you know? So all that experience turns into story around the archetypes that are in the card. So you can talk to me about a lot of things and it's likely that I've gone through it as well to some degree. And so, you know, I'm able to bring all of that, all of that advice, all of that wisdom, that, you know, hard-earned wisdom to my readings with people. So very conscious in terms of consciousness, in terms of consciously being able to guide people, I feel very experienced and uh, able to do so. Now, I have a feeling that you're talking about intuition now. <laughs> I have a feeling that you're talking about psychic abilities. Yeah. That's exactly. a feeling that that's what you mean. Were <laughs> you intuitive? <laughs> However, um, you know, it's really a fine line. It's such a fine line between trying to predict the future and tell fortunes versus um, channel uh, from the from the collective unconsciousness, right? So I will let people know what I'm feeling, what I'm sensing when I feel it or when I sense it. Um, in a reading and I'll, I'll be very transparent. I'll say, I am picking up this message. Okay. And I'm offering it to you in relationship with your cards. You can take it or leave it as, as is. All right. It's when you come to a reader who's like, Oh, your house is going to burn down next week or be careful with that kind of thing. You know, that's when you sort of want to be like, what's going on here? This doesn't really feel like this feels like a person who's trying to scare me or manipulate me into buying more sessions. Right. So, 
So, you know, there are people who claim to receive what they call downloads from spirit. And, um, you know, I've, depending on the person and the, and my feeling or my gut check around the person, I may or may not believe them. But um, I don't personally talk that way because I find it disconnecting. I want you to understand that we're both humans here having a human experience and a connecting around something that tells the story of, of life essentially, okay? Which is the, what the tarot cards do. And so I'm not trying to present myself as someone other than human or someone better than human or more advanced than human because that is your first sign that you're dealing with someone who doesn't understand what it means to think deeply about being human. Yeah. Yeah, that helps a lot. And I think it's great to kind of like have a BS radar for people too. Um, I do think it's in general, you know, tarot card readers or anything that that goes to like predicting the future or are they reading my behavior or or however, however they're doing it, being legit or being a scam artist, it's hard sometimes not to have your guard up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure you felt this too, where you're like, you don't want to, they'll ask you, do you have siblings? And you're like, "Mm, yes. And you try to give as little information as possible. (laughs) Right. Have them prove. Um, It actually goes back to the people I've been the most impressed with in, in my life so far have been mentalists. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if you've been at a party. Oh yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. and you're like, how, you know, they type in six numbers and then tell you to mi- multiply it by how old you are and then divide it by the size of your foot. And then it's your address. Yeah. Yeah. It's really like men- mentalist. That's a whole, that's a really whole other thing, you know, like very, very different. And the way that they um, are able to uh, observe behavior in a sort of like in a, in a micro micro behaviors to like create a story through deduction and induction to like, you know, predict what a person is going to want or think or what a certain thing is going to be is really, I mean, I think it might be a science and, but I would love for someone to like, to, to look more into that. There's one person whose name I can't remember, but he's like the most famous mentalist and he is a Londoner. There was a big profile on him in the New Yorker and he he talked all about Yes. Yeah, I and saw him. Talked, you did? Yeah. I did. He talked all about how he starts to, um, he talked all about how he goes about doing his thing. And it starts even before anybody sits in, sits down in the theater. He's observing people in line. He's seeing everybody and what they're doing and how they're doing it and what happened in the news that day. It's really, really, really fascinating and interesting. I don't know mm-hmm. how much it has to do with tarot. But like you and I share that, that is fascinating. Just, yeah. yeah. The curiosity. I saw his yeah. performance. I'm blanking on his name. Um, I can't think of it either. I, yeah. It's, uh, it's something I remember when my friend, she worked in Broadway and she was like, this guy, he's huge in London. Like you have to go see him. And I saw him. I don't even remember what it was called. Like the play was called, but at the end of it, essentially, exactly what you said he had had pictures of like tigers up all night and like all these certain things and then he calls these people to the the audience who who react to his hypnosis and whatnot and they're all drawing pictures exactly what he wants them to draw and you know 
and like there's a grand reveal at the end and I'm just like Mm -hmm. how did this happen are these people just are these people hired like this can't be legitimate I want to meet these people um I know you just have you leave with like so many more questions than you showed up with totally (laughs) yeah I mean I think I'm like you with the skeptics mindset where you're like no yeah Yeah. no that's that's crazy yeah but anyways yeah so going back to tarot card I think I think that was a great answer of just like, you know, you, you try to give a, or it sounds like you try to guide their problem um, Mm -hmm. without necessarily predicting the future. Right. Right. And you know, there's only so many ways a situation can work out. Right. (laughs) So, (laughs) Have you had any crazy experience as a tarot card reader or, or as an intuitive where you've met someone and like, been overwhelmed by a feeling or a presence or absolutely message yeah yeah I, I mean there's being intuitive and there's being empathic and there's being psychic and those words all mean really different things to different people so I my sense of empathy and my my heart is very open my mind is very open and um I'm able to, you know, pretty easily slip into another person's perspective or frame of mind to see what might be important to them in a given situation. And so that's, that is a talent that I have. Um, It's inborn and it's something that through life circumstances, through study, through just the way life has unfolded for me, that I've been able to really hone and and, and build over time to be a real um, strength that's front and center in my life. Mm. So yeah. cool. That's a, so interesting how personal experience has built so much of that for you. But oh, yeah. True yeah, for absolutely. all of us. It's a muscle. Yeah, absolutely. They have to train. Mm-hmm. Well, so switching gears a little bit, you know, I, I follow you on Instagram and I love your Instagram and I saw that you have a, a growing clubhouse following as well. Can you tell us about what that clubhouse is like? Are you guys yeah. doing card readings? What's, what's yeah, that? I am really proud of what we do on clubhouse. So my club on clubhouses, it's not in the cards. And um, you can find me, Jade Rivera, and follow me, please, um, you know, if you wish. And um, we meet on Mondays and Tuesdays. On Mondays, we offer something called public inquiry, where I read for a group. And then I tell you what I see in the reading. And then people have the opportunity to sort of ping off that and talk about how the interpretation is relevant to them. It's also a chance for other readers to come and like learn and learn from each other. And then on Tuesdays, I offer single card readings by donation. You know, anybody who wants a quick tarot shot can come to, can come sign up and um, I'll pull you a card and, you know, you can send me a donation, but no one's turned away for lack of funds. This is really a community effort. So it's something that I'm proud of and that I enjoy very much. That's so cool. Okay. So well, you said Monday, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays? Mondays and Tuesdays at four PST, so six CST and then seven EST. Wow, awesome! I will definitely be checking that out. That's such yeah, a please. way to, to leverage Clubhouse. And then, how else can we learn more about you and your services yeah. and working with you? If we're interested in booking a, a Thank service, you. I mean, Instagram is really the best way to get a hold of me. You know, you, I'm I'm to the point where I'm still open to DMs. And you can book through the link in my profile um, and really just, you know, I'm very active on there. If you leave a comment on one of my posts, I will talk to you back. I, 
I love social media for being social. And I think that that's, that's unfortunately, that's something that's gotten lost in the last few years, but you know, we're really there to talk to each other. And so I like doing that a lot on my account. <laughs> uh, that's so cool. And I think that's a, a great way to, you know, ask you the, the burning questions that you have. Absolutely. And yeah. In your Instagram handle, is it also, it's not it's, in the cards? Yeah, it, it's at, it's not in the cards with an underscore between each word. So good. It's such a good name yeah. too. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think that is that ironic, maybe? It is. Yeah, it might be actually. <laughs> it's a, a little ironic. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> I, love, I love it. I love it. And I'm like the great. queen of puns at every event that we host. People it's kind of hard because you're talking and you're like, I think this is resonating, but they're all on mute, but you see their faces reacting or you see them be like, Oh my God, Emily, another dad joke. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, you got to, you got it. Yeah. yeah you got to. I think, <laughs> I think the, um, I think laughter is like the best medicine and I have like the laugh yeah. lines to, to prove it now. Yeah. Well, switching gears Jade, I think this is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your um, your background and just your story into into tarot. I think it's so beautiful to see the evolution from this like school aged Jade to adult Jade taking what was like a bag of tricks or a, a book of tricks, so to speak, into like something that you're passionate and turning into a career or turned into yeah. a career. So that's extraordinary. But before you go, I love asking six fast questions for six degrees okay. society. We don't have time for 20 questions, although that's what I'm known for. So we'll stick to six today. So my first question for you is tell us an unknown fun fact about Jade. Mm, I used to be a chemist. I'm actually a Fulbright scholar and have done novel research in Thailand. I graduated with a degree in organic chemistry and I worked as a chemist for a long time and had a pretty successful career, but the culture of hard science was just not for me. Oh my God, that is insane. Yeah. What, a, what a 360 there <laughs> or 180, that's amazing. Um, I, I met someone recently who is a food, she makes, she grows the, the lab created meat that's not, oh, cool. Yeah. It's not plant, but it's, you know, made out of yes. animal cells. Yeah. She's like a fitness enthusiast and wants to start a fitness um, company. And I'm like, I love that. I love seeing, I love the fact that you can't judge a person by what they do. Like, well, that's just women, right? Women are amazing. Like they're just full, you know, just spheres of wisdom and curiosity and you know, uh, motivation. And it's just, women are just the best. Really are so multifaceted. And I have to say with our events, one of my favorite things about them is how easy it is to see the title of a chemist or a lawyer and make an assumption of how that person you think will be. And then mm -hmm. you read their bio and they're like talking about their love of margaritas or, <laughs> um, you know, their, their huge obsession with like, bad Netflix and, uh, you know, uh, being able to kind of like spell out their personality versus just hiding behind that title that can be very mm -hmm. limiting. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great time. It's a great time. Yeah. It's a good time. Um, my next question for you is who would be a dream person you'd want to be connected with and why? Mm. A dream person to be connected with. I, 
have really only had one hero in my whole entire life. And um, that is Kim Gordon, the bassist from Sonic Youth. And she was the first person I ever looked up to. And she continues to be one of the only people that I look up to. She's really made her art and her life on her own terms. And um, the way that she manages to stay relevant and super cool, um, even though she's becoming, you know, beyond middle age, is very inspiring to me. So, yeah. Cool. That's such a good one. So we have to find her. Uh, if she's listening, please call Jade. Yeah, please <laughs> <So> do. <laughs> we will give you a reading <laughs> in exchange for a private show. <laughs> uh, I love that. Uh, speaking of shows, are there any shows that you're currently watching or have recently watched that you're obsessed with? Yeah, Made for Love is so good. Have you watched Made for Love yet? Oh, oh my gosh, it's like a yeah. it's like a sci-fi, not too distant future. Um, this, um, this oh yes, 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 uh, yeah, on HBO where she has the chip. Yeah, and yes, this yeah. guy he basically like you know kidnaps this woman and in a in a cage in a gilded cage and then puts a chip in her head and it's just like it's this dark comedy that just exposes so much about the way like men and women operate together so often and um, and just how technology has affected that. It's just a fascinating commentary on modern life. And I just, and also it's hilarious. And it's so, amazing. yeah, very yeah. into that show. Yeah. I watched the first episode. I have to keep watching, but um, you know, after she, she orgasmed, he was like, wait, your orgasm. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> I was like, what's happening right now? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why was it only satisfactory? I'm like, how can we improve? It was really, yeah, yeah. That show, that show is, is, has got a lot going on for it. And it's very interesting. Have you watched, um, I'm kind of similar on that theme is called The One. No. Oh, okay. If you liked Made for Love, I think you'll like one too, but it's basically these scientists who are able to find out like how find out that every single person has a soulmate on the planet for them and you Mm. can submit your dna you basically like submit a piece of hair and they'll match you with your soulmate and you know for some the divorce rate is now uh, increasing throughout the the world people are leaving their partners because they're so curious to like find the one and um (laughs) It's it's like a murdery kind of whodunit. Mystery. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah I'll check that British, out. Thank you. So, yeah, yeah, it's on Netflix. Um, I, I really was like, who would? I can just see my like, one, like my one being like a spider monkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it an animal? That's I, like, what if your one was like an animal? I could just see that yeah. happening to me. Or he's like a mute <laughs> or something. Like he's like um, maybe yeah. like a talkative person it's like (laughs) do you do you believe in the idea of soulmates no 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 not (laughs) entirely no I believe that we you know there are yeah not entirely if and if and if so then there are multiple ones yeah I yeah I'm I think it's very situational I think we can it's timing right person at the right time has a lot to do with it but absolutely and also like multiple great loves in your life. Every person that you have loved at some point in your life, I think is like a stepping stone to who you are now. Yeah. You know, you have to question why are we, why, why and how did we get the programming that we needed only one, right? 
Um, yeah, I think it goes yeah. like goes back to dystopian times where women <laughs> <like> property. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you can see how that would be like a great a great fantasy to propagate to control someone. Totally. Yeah, I think <laughs> there's and also like thinking back to like movies that affect uh, mu- movies and music. Like every Disney movie was oh, like my goodness your prince yeah. charming also they were 16 years old or like 17 years old every single princess in it but yeah um yeah it's I think it's deeper and darker and the patriarchy <laughs> well anywho but yeah watch the one I think you'll I think you'll really like that and, and okay I'll message. check it out I can't wait Thank to hear you. yeah my, my husband's like why are we watching the show again this is terrible and I'm like it's great <laughs> So yeah, that's how, that's why I want to watch right. Made for Love. Yeah. Um, what about a book you're reading? Is there anything interesting that you've read? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Right now, I am working through the Once in Future Witches um, with the uh, Alex, and I think the last name starts with an H, but I'm not certain. And that's been that's been a really beautiful sort of escape type of book. And then the other book I'm making, working my way through in, in a group that I study with is called The Descent of Alette by Alice Notley, who is a um, poet. And so it's a poet prose book that kind of that correlates with, um, in some ways correlates, not completely correlates with the um, myth of Inanna, the um, original um, Sumerian goddess. So it's, but it's updated and it takes place on a subway. It's very, it's, a, it's fascinating. I suggest it. Okay. I feel like this could be a whole new podcast to be like, wait, I'm sorry. What is this? What is this this myth? Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. So so I suggest both those things very much. Okay. We will put those in the notes. And then um, my other question for you is what is your favorite and or most used emoji? Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, it's my most used emoji over the last year and couple of months is the one that's going with his mouth open and it's shocked and then it has a little X's over the eyes. <gasps> Thank you. And I was <laughs> like, I am dead right now. I'm dead. I'm so um, ha- happy to hear that. I've heard so many like hearts and I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Give me the good ones. <laughs> like, let's, let's be real. Yeah, my favorite. If, if I send you that emoji, you know that I'm having a real moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Monday, Tuesday. But also it really works because it's X and X. So it's like 10 and 10, which is yeah. 20, you know? <laughs> so I was like, this, this emoji just works <laughs> on so many levels. <laughs> oh my God. You're getting very meta with the emoji usage. Yeah. <laughs> My my final question for you, Jade, is who gave you the permission to do the thing you wanted to do in your life? Well, you know, um, I think we, I think really the permission has to start with ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like a self permissioning, and that's the most important. Um, and you know, in terms of where you know, but also you can you want to be able to see a path, right? And um, a lot of people, a lot of people in my community, in the spiritual community, um, you know, they have big, they got, they got big feelings, big energy about the rise in popularity of tarot and astrology amongst younger people and people becoming practitioners without very much experience. And all that is true and concerning undoubtedly, but I love it. I think it's great. I love that there are so many people who are into it and talking about it in the open because it made me realize that 
you know, this is something that I've done forever and never really talked about. There was no space for it. Anytime you brought it up, people rolled their eyes. Like, what do you think you're safe? Like, no, it's actually like a really deep practice and I care a lot about it. Like, you know, like, but now because there's so many people talking about it, so many more people want to know about it. And so I just want to thank millennials and Gen Z. Like, <laughs> like, thank you for, cause you know, I'm like the last year for Gen X. And so I just want to thank them because they're sort of embracing of it and experimenting with it and enthusiasm over it, you know, however much they do or don't understand it has really paved a way so that more people can, can be more open about their practice in a beautiful way. Yeah. I, I think that Gen Z, God, they were screwed. I mean, not screwed, but like they're going to take over the world. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, great. they all have opinions and voices and ways that I think our generation was kind of still taught, like, wait your turn, stay patiently in line, you know, don't talk until you're spoken to type of thing. And I don't think they really ever had that. Um, but yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. So Jade, would you be comfortable reading my tarot on this podcast? Absolutely. Happy to. Ah, yeah. Okay. Let's pull you a card. Okay. All right, here it is. Ten of Cups. Oh my gosh, that's the one that I had before. I know, wild times, right? Mm -hmm. So cups are associated with the element of water, and water is a symbol of our emotional language, our emotional reality, and our feelings in general. So what we see here is a full nuclear family Um, standing below a rainbow with 10 cups sort of um, completing the rainbow or as a part of the rainbow. And so this is an opportunity to stay mindful towards what's joyful. So really looking for moments of joy throughout your day and punctuating them with your sort of your conscious gratitude. Um, These moments don't last, right? Rainbows aren't forever. And, um, and that's why it's particularly important to acknowledge them and to sort of bask in their, in, in, in the awe of a rainbow in the moment, right? A lot of us pull over, point them out, stop and stare for a little bit. What if we approached all joy in our life that way? Mm. You know, I love so that. That's the oh, advice that for you. So resonates. Thank you. I will definitely start implementing more joy. I think joy is one of my words for this year too. So that very much fits. Thanks. You're welcome. I could talk to you for like six more hours, but in the essence of time, thank you so much for being a part of today's show uh, and sharing your wisdom with us. And listeners, please check out Jade, check, check out her Instagram. It's not in the cards. Um, Check out our clubhouse. If you want a poll as well, a live tarot poll, you will be seeing me there. And tune in next time to the sixth degree. And if you liked today's episode, give us a like, give us a review and we'll see you next time. Thanks again, Jade. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Bye.